Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas, delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Yeah, I got your six, we got your back. I got your six, we got your back. I got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, when I think of servant leadership, people like Sebastian Paz come to mind, the COO and co-founder of VetWad, a non-for-profit that serves active duty military, veterans, first responders, and healthcare workers by promoting physical activity, positive mental health, and of course, bringing that all together in this beautiful community. We're going to get into what VetWad is all about during the episode. Sebastian is a United States Air Force combat veteran, an ER nurse, athlete, and entrepreneur. Seb was born and raised in Columbia, South America by a single mother and moved to the United States a few months before 9-11. Became a naturalized citizen in 2009. After Emmanuel College, where he played D2 soccer, he briefly worked as a social worker before joining the Air Force in 2012. After eight years of service, he transitioned out of the military, and in 2019, he obtained his master's degree in nursing from Mount St. Joseph's University in Cincinnati. Seb, can't tell you how much it means to have you on the show and just excited to get into your story and to share what VetWide is all about and all the great things you're doing. Thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, very excited about this. As am I. I've been looking forward to this one. So right now, I mean, your plate is literally full. Kids, VetWide, everything you do inside and outside of your professional life. Going back to your time in the Air Force, would you say there's one thing that really kind of set you up for where you are in life? Is there one thing you took away, you kind of implement daily from your time in the military? I think so, man. So maybe a little bit before the military too, I was a little bit older in life when I joined. I went to college, I played soccer. So when I joined, I was a little bit older. I was already married. And uh, I kind of took a little bit of maturity and of the tough lessons life had given me. And I really just had the mindset of maximizing every opportunity, uh, doing as much as I could, serving as much as I as I was physically and mentally able to. So pair that with, you know, you're trained to be a machine, you're trained to be efficient, you're trained to complete a mission, you're trained to replicate yourself in your troops as far as like supervising and leading. And it really just changed my mindset. And I, I think forever, uh, and my wife will agree to this, I'm, I'm very like goal-oriented, mission-oriented, and I'm all about maximizing every single day, getting the most out of out of myself, out of people, out of situations. So yeah, I think still daily, the military has shaped me in that facet where I'm like, I have 24 hours in the day. You know, let's let's put it to good use. 
So that's an interesting point you bring up about being efficient in the day, especially you know from your time in the military. Along the way, though, there's failures. So where would you say your failure has ultimately led to a great success or your greatest success? I don't know. I feel like, you know, in general, I've failed a lot, you know, and I think part of the reason why, you know, not one sticks out more than the other is because I can always say that I tried, you know, and and as long as I try and I learn from those failures, then, then like you mentioned, we turned them into success. But I think that failures to me, um, I, and I don't know if it's good or it's bad, but I, I kind of have a, a respectful fear of mm-hmm. failure. Not necessarily because I'm scared to try or I'm scared to fail, but I'm scared of making the same mistakes that I made before and and really uh, either failing people or hurting people. You know, I mean, what I think about a lot, and I talk to my wife about this, you know, parenting. I mean, the fear or, or like the the reality that we have these lives in our hands and it's up to us whether they're going to be good people, contributing members, respectful. Um, so that like that fear of failure, you know, drives me somewhat. And, you know, if, if I want to get personal, I could say that the biggest failure that has really made me who I am today is the failure of my father not being who he should have been. And that is what drives me to be the father that I wish I had, you know, and not in a, in a hateful or like resentful way because we've made amends, you know, uh, and, and then, so that part of my life is healed and uh, there's been closure, but that still drives me to be the person that, you know, I wish I had or the person that, uh, I wish my dad was, I guess. Um, so failures in a lot of ways, I just see them as, as learning lessons and as to embrace them, I guess, you know, and I'm not saying go out there and fail a bunch on purpose, but you know, if we take those and, and learn from them, you know, not everybody gets to make amends, right. And you've been able to not only do it, both, you know, from what you've said with your father and then also with your kids, right. Because you're going through this essentially for really the first time, right. You're from a different perspective. So you're trying to like make sure there's a balance on both sides. So there there is that because failure ultimately leads to vulnerability. And that's a huge part of like being able to put yourself out there. You know, it's it's what you do with vet wide, it's what you do being an EMT, right? You you put yourself out there as you try to provide care and service to other people. You don't always know how it's going to end up. And in some of those cases, man, you know, in that setting being a, a medic or a flat medic, or even now being a VR nurse, failure could mean the loss of a limb, the loss of eyesight, the loss of life. And so, you know, stakes are high, but at the same time, you can't be guided by fear of failure. Absolutely. That, that paralysis for inability to act would completely shut down. And the negative will always be greater. And that doesn't come overnight, right? Like that comes through trial and error and time and, you know, dealing with a lot of things that aren't easy to deal with and having that tough conversation, both externally with others and internally with yourself, right? Because, you know, a lot of the battle, and this is a lot of what you guys do over at FetWide, right? Is trying to combat that that battle that happens in between your ears. Because that's that's ultimately one of the hardest battles we, we all face. 
has that come about as a new belief within the last five years? Or is there a new belief or behavior that you've kind of adapted or habit that really has kind of improved your life and that ability to accept failure, appreciate it, learn from it, and drive yourself farther? Yeah, I've had to be careful because, you know, you kind of don't want to be on on either side of the extremes. Um, one of the things that I've really learned uh, over the process and and that one and street parking, you know, my other, my other job has really helped me is that, you know, oftentimes we feel this pressure or, or this, um, I guess, systemic pressure. Yeah. To, to go all out, to hit a home run, to, to all or nothing. Right. So you're either a failure or a success. There's no in between, or there's no, it's almost like everything has to be like an overnight success, right? But uh, the trajectory isn't always straight up. You know, there could be like this, and at times maybe you plateau, or you know, at times if life happens, maybe you can come down a little bit, right? As long as you go back up again. So it's been really to to focus on the little things and to adapt to change my mindset of um, you know just going for it, just doing a little bit, you know. Maybe, especially now with kids, like maybe I don't have hours in my day to devote to something, but 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, uh, five minutes here, a five minute workout is better than nothing. You know, I don't have time for two hours at the gym, you know, you know, so all these, all these things, right. That have changed my mindset of chip away at it, you know, start making progress, even if at times it's, it would seem that it's not you're making progress in the, in the grace of things. And when you do have time, when the kids do allow you, or, you know, when, when life, you know, gives you a little bit of a break or whatever, then if you have more time for sure, pour that in. But it, it, it's that, you know, and uh, I think uh, Julian and Miranda, my boss from street park, and, you know, they always say more than nothing. So doing something, even if it's a little bit, uh, even if it's preparation or, or something, it's more, and doing nothing at all. And really that's been driving me as a husband, uh, as a father, as a, as a coach, uh, you know, running that one with my family, with friends, like a little bit here and there progress over time, you know, in fitness and nutrition and, and as a, as a, as a man, you know, in, in all ways, you know, just this lifelong journey, big picture, as opposed to like, you know, that kind of like that tunnel vision. So really, you've been able to adapt and understand you're playing the long game as opposed to like this very short, you know, instead of rounds, you're you're going for the whole, you're looking at the whole story, the legacy piece of it, as opposed to just that finite piece. Because it's, it's funny you say like, you know, there's dips and stuff and overnight successes. When people see an overnight success, it's because they're zoomed into the micro instead of looking at the macro. So they're seeing a peak instead right. of the whole graph. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good perspective, man. So to put that into practice, right? Looking at the long game, what's one skill or ability or even talent that you've, you've put yourself out there to learn applying that long game mindset? So it, it's what we're doing right now, just getting out, you know, outside of my comfort zone and, and doing things that I never envisioned or dreamed about or, you know, grew up desiring, for example, social media podcasting, public speaking, creating content, you know, those are never things that I grew up wanting to do or had any interest at all. But somewhere along the along the road, 
I realized that they could be helpful to help others, to connect with others, to, to give back, to, to reach people. And, uh, you know, I'm a, usually a pretty private person, but I have also found the power in being vulnerable and telling people like, hey, honestly, this is who I am. Uh, this is what I'm about. And I struggle. I have uh, issues. Uh, life isn't easy, but here I am, you know, and being able to, to let people in so that we can help each other, you know, specifically with uh, street parking, vet wad, and, and personally, you know, a lot of the, the social media content creation, that's all new to me. And it doesn't come natural to me. So it's uh, it's an ongoing, you know, just learning how to connect with people, how to share, how to help, how to give back, how to enrich people, or maybe even just give them a little bit, you know? And I think that that's uh, obviously with technology and lack of time, you know, all the equation, uh, that's um, constantly learning. So when it comes to content creation, what have you found so far? Like, what have you learned? I've learned that simple is more often than not best. I've learned that respect to everyone that is a legit content creator because it's tough. It takes time. It takes creativity. It takes resources. And, you know, at times I'm just like, I just, my mindset, you know, especially with that is I just do what I can, you know, and if it looks good, awesome. And if it doesn't look good, well, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, it's just respect for the profession or for those that, you know, do that for a living or are aspiring content creators. And second, for me, again, just going for it, just just doing what I can, you know, uh, a lot of times is just putting ideas and thoughts and prior experiences and just, just putting them on paper and, and trying to come up with something. And so now I'm trying to take a step back and be able to to look at the long game with this as well and you know uh, we've talked about this before and I'm sure we're going to get into it but my wife and I are both nurses and we alternate taking assignments so uh, she's a stay-at-home mom when I'm at the hospital and then I'm a stay-at-home dad when she's at the hospital which is currently you know the situation we're in during that time that she's working and I'm at home then I can pour a little bit more into self-development, you know, giving back to the communities that I belong to. And, and, and so for the past couple of months, like I've been really, really being able to focus on learning and on teaching myself things and, and using, you know, people like you, uh, friends, I have, I'm blessed to have a ton of successful, talented, creative, hardworking men and women around me that are just like awesome with, with teaching. And, and, and I have a mind that I ask questions and I don't care about, I'm not ashamed to look ridiculous or to, to be annoying. Like I just want to learn. So I'm always asking questions and picking people's brains and stuff. You bring up two interesting points I want to kind of dive into one. And I know people are listening to this podcast and they're going to be screaming at me during this. Uh, I, we can't hear you, but no, I, I feel your pain. I can't remember who I, who this quote is attributed to, but it's, I would have written you a shorter letter if I had more time, right? And I think that beautifully wraps up what you talked about, especially when it comes to content creation and then asking questions, right? Which goes back to that vulnerability piece. 
I've never seen anybody ask a question and they feel stupid afterwards because now you've started to apply this filter, we'll call it a filter, this lens to life, right? You're, you're being able to take perspective from your vantage point, your life experience, and see how there's commonalities between you and you know other humans, right? Men, women, everybody. And then try to convey something and understand their pain, their suffering, their success, you know, their victories, and all of that. And that that really kind of takes you away from being an individual and puts you into like that tribe mentality, you know. And that's the beautiful thing about Vetwat, right? Is everyone kind of comes there because they're looking for that community and they know they can find it around that shared hardship. And that's what you share, right? When you apply it. And yeah, not every post, as the kids say, slaps. And that's just, that's kind of how life goes. Not every joke for every comedian. I don't care how funny you think they are. Not all of them always work, right? That's why they're constantly iterating. And that's a beautiful thing you touched upon. And that was my second point is like iteration. It's not just, I'm great right now. I'm going to continue to get better. So as you've kind of gone through and continuing to ask questions, is there like a book or like a speaker, a TED talk, a course or something that's really just been such a massive influence to get you to where you are today? Yeah. I mean, I like to learn, man. And, and, and this is one thing, you know, I joke around with my wife and, and we always say that I'm, I'm, I'm a student. I'll always be a student. I'll always want to be in a, in a course or, or I remember when I was in the military, I would go to college and take classes because it was free. Like I already had a degree and I'm like, they're giving me money for college for free. Like I'm going to go, you know, just because. So I think that as far as a base and, you know, that I always go back to for sure, the Bible um, and, and, you know, some of my most favorite parts of the Bible uh, that are really applicable that I go back to often are, are the parables. It can be useful in everyday life, uh, you know, because a lot of the Bible is, you know, history and, and you know, a lot of good right, stuff yeah. too. But I think the parables are very, you can digest it and it's tangible. But I, I just, I'm taking information in all the time, man, from, from podcasts to audiobooks to actual books, which is a lot, you know, as I get busier, is a lot less actual books, and more podcasts and audiobooks. But I just have too many to list, man. I would say one that comes to mind in the last few years is probably uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um, I also like a lot of uh, Jocko's, Jocko mm-hmm. Willing stuff. I also like a lot of fiction and a lot of, you know, just uh, like thrillers. So I don't know. It just kind of depends on what, what piques my interest. And then, you know, I just go either go back to it or or just I, I don't forget it. Uh, one, one that I read... Um, a while back and I've read it actually like three or four times by now is, uh, and this one was because, you know, uh, as a father, it, it really helped me a lot was, uh, the shack amazing book, but yeah, so it just kind of depends, you know, on what season I'm in my life, what's going on, how much time I have, what is upcoming that I can, you know, kind of benefit from, I guess. What about the shack drove you to keep coming back? So it's a, I don't want to give it up because it's, it's a, a really awesome book, but have you read it? Yeah. Oh yeah. You've read it. Okay. Yeah. yeah but uh, I know there's people out there so you want to spoil it for them, but just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had a lot to do with my past. I had a lot to do with, with my father not being there 
and a lot of the trauma growing up or trauma of of either losing someone or or you know just searching so yeah as a young man you know spoke to me about forgiveness spoke to me about love uh unconditional love about grace uh self development spirituality of course but also putting the work in so that you can you know help yourself uh become better and grow because you know even if god is god and you know there is still a requirement for you to 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 receive it or to to ask for to knock on the door and uh you know that's that's the journey you know the journey doesn't unfold or i guess it will but probably not the not the journey you want you know it won't unfold by luck it won't you know you won't get to where where you want to go or where you're supposed to go by sitting on the couch so i think i'm very very like interested in in the journey you know just everybody's journeys and i respect that so this helped me a lot especially during that time and where i was in my journey do you feel that journey that you're on is what drives you to continue to learn and talk to other people and share and be vulnerable because you seek constant enlightenment. And I know that's a reach in terms of like, what we know, like we might never get there. We most likely won't, but like going down and experiencing that journey and really opening and pushing out those paths as opposed to just staying it still is kind of what drives that constant like desire to learn. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the underdog mentality Maybe it's a chip on my shoulder. Maybe it's, uh, you know, I was told I couldn't do this or couldn't do that. Or statistically, I should have been here or done that. But, oh, maybe it's because I I feel it right now, you know, just uh, that feeling of like, you know, I I can't be put in a box. Like, you, you know, there's nothing that I can't do if I don't put my mind to it. And, you know, coming to the United States and, uh, starting over again and, and, going through all the things that I did, you know, and even today, man, it's crazy because I have, I have this, like, I don't want to use the word hate because it's a strong word, but I have this big dislike for people saying in various forms, something like, oh, you're so lucky or, oh, you're living the life or, uh, it's just something along those terms because, I feel like it's a disrespect not only to me but to everyone that that works really hard and that maximizes their opportunities and that knocks on a thousand doors so that one door can be open or that you know get kicked out and they get back up and then they climb back up or you know they slip and fell and you know maybe they can't walk or climb but they're crawling so I don't know I don't know what I don't know what's in my DNA that makes me uh, be uh, and you know I've been called this in various times in my life a, a go getter, but that's just I, I'm wired that way, and I'm sure the trauma from from be, you know in my upbringing and you know the military and and now with like having to multitask like crazy as, as a father, I think those are all things that it's just just I've had to adapt to that and and you know. If you slow down, man, you're you're going backwards, I feel like. Do you feel that there's sympathy? I know you said you don't want to use the word hate, but do you feel sympathy for those people that just aren't willing to commit and follow a, a direction? Because when people say you're lucky or you're an overnight success, it's like, yeah, I am 20 years in the making. You know, like because some people might see that as a compliment. They're like, 
I am. I absolutely am. And you know, people could say that because you know you were willing to put in the work and you're continuing to put in the work. No, I, I like that because you're, you're like peeling the layers. So first of all, I don't think I'm a success. And, and am, I, am I happy? Am I content with where I am and what I've accomplished? Yes, I'm happy and appreciative. And I'm aware that I've been able to go to really cool places and you know, meet really cool people been blessed by by how much you know people have blessed me and and you know opportunities that I've had but I don't know if I'll ever consider myself successful and you know that might be part of who makes you know what makes me me that I'll never consider myself successful right so to your question is there sympathy for for those people yeah absolutely so it bothers me but at the same time I don't turn and say anything bad to them or negative Instead, what I say, you know, and I say this to people all the time, I'm like, guys, like, and this is as honest as it can get. Like, if I was able to do that, the rest assured you were able to do it. You know, it's going to take work. It's going to take, you know, you getting up early or you staying up late or, you know, being vulnerable, applying to things, writing, you know, doing whatever it takes to do what you want to do, but you're able to do it. Like, I wasn't getting any special opportunities or, or any elite, you know, entrances or opportunities to things. No, I was given a body and a mind and whatever I had to do to, to make things happen. Right. Um, so at the same time that, that I understand where they're coming from, I want to make sure people know that I am just your average Joe. I am just your, your, your neighbor, your friend, your teammate, you know, there's nothing special about me. I didn't, I didn't walk into a ton of money or, or my parents didn't leave me a fortune or, or a company already established. Like I'm as self-made as, as you know, anyone out there, you know, obviously again, with, with very much appreciation of, of everyone that's helped me along the path and everyone that's adopted me and, and welcomed me and, and helped me, but anyone can do it. Honestly, I'm I'm not I'm not the smartest, I'm not the strongest, I'm not the fastest, but you know, I think that one thing that I do have and maybe it helps in every other area is I just don't know how to quit. Yeah. It sounds to me you unlock the cheat code, right? And this is a huge piece, right? Your limits are not fixed. You're able to move that wall continually forward, right? Because if you touch it, you're done. Like you're out, you you've exhausted all resources, you're you're six feet under, right? But you recognize those limits can be moved and pushed farther away as you continue to look. And that's why you say you don't feel like you're a success because your goals continue to evolve as you continue through different iterations in your life. That's, that's a great point, man. I guess as I grow and as uh, life happens and, and, and you know, things unfold, what, what I thought was the ceiling or what I thought was like it as I grow, that also keeps going up. So I'll never get to like that, that floor where I'm like, oh, I'm good. So going back, like you said, you, you don't deem, I'm using air quotes, successful, but and you've hinted at this and you've kind of talked, but I'm going to ask you directly. So then what makes you better than yesterday? I think it's uh, being able to adapt, uh, res- resiliency, and, and knowing that, you know, today, Everything went great. My wife's at work. The kids are asleep. Everything's good. Everything's perfect. I'm talking to you, having a good time, right? But tomorrow, that may not be the case. 
tomorrow a misfortune could happen or or you know it's maybe not a, such a such a good day as a parent or it's raining and our you know our camper gets flooded or you know whatever right but just knowing that i'm going to be able to get through and adapt and overcome and really be content and happy regardless of what's happening so it's basically being able to know that no matter what comes my way i'm going to do what it takes to to problem solve to be to become better to change my surroundings to help others to to really not allow myself to go downhill i guess if i can say it that way thank you so much for allowing us and showing us right like you see yourself better than yesterday because you're able to rise to the moment when called for whatever that thing presents itself to be you're willing and ready to you know answer that call so thank you so much for taking the time Seth. i really appreciate it brother where can people find out more about VetWad? You know, if you're looking to hire, you know, different people, because I know the team's growing constantly. Yeah. So all things VetWad uh, will be just VetWad. So uh, VetWad.org, uh, VetWad on Instagram, VetWad on uh, Facebook. And, you know, j- you can just also type us in on Google, V-E-T-W-O-D. What about you? Where can people go to find you? Are you on like Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook? Yeah, so uh, so I am on Facebook, but it's mostly uh, for street parking because we do uh, we connect to our members and and you know we just we're constantly engaging through Facebook. But it's uh, both Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, Seb underscore Felipe. So you can find me that way, or you could you know uh, if you go to the VetWad website and and you know you shoot us an email. I I also. Uh, respond to emails that way. So, so if you want to get a hold of the man himself, he said he's from his words. I'm saying to him again, reach out to him. We're gonna make sure everything's linked up in the in the bio of this episode. I can't thank you enough. This was an absolute pleasure. I can't tell you how many I lost count of how many times I got goosebumps during this episode in all the right ways. And said thank you so much for having our six. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, and uh, it really there's mutual respect because I know how much you do and how much you give back so thank you thank you bud thanks for listening sixers this episode comes to you thanks to the great people over at 10,000 10,000 makes the best training gear hands down across the board and my favorite are the tactical shorts the tack line at 10,000 is incredible ultra light and durable the waistband is tough as nails zippers never stick I can't say enough great things about the 10,000 shorts. They come in five and seven inch inseams, depending on how long you like your shorts. And of course, my favorite is OD Green. If you go to 10,000.cc and use the promo code GOTYOUR6, that's got your and the number six at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. That's 10,000.cc, not .com. Use the promo code GOTYOUR6 for 15% off. Six is running a new segment in a couple episodes and I'm super excited about it. Talking to all these incredible high performers, I've realized we need to stack the wins to achieve massive success. And I want you to know I have your back in these accomplishments. Let me know. Go to either Twitter or Instagram. Got your six pod with the number six. There's a Google form there. Let me know a win you or somebody else recently experienced and deserves some recognition. I want you to know I'm stacking the wins with you each episode. So we'll give you a little shout out at the end of each episode. Just so you know, we got your six.
I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.